and thank you again for joining us on Critically Speaking. I'm your host, Cindy Mercer, and we are with Jim Hammer, author of the book Life Without a Critical Spirit. Welcome to the program, Jim. Cindy, it is such a pleasure and a blessing to be here. Wonderful. Jim, I just want to um, say that you have been so passionate. You've been helping others, and you've been helping us um, develop a positive spirit and a Christ-like character. And um, you've also been helping us walk through this issue about having victory over a critical spirit and what life would look like without a critical spirit. The other thing I really like about you is you've been encouraging us to prepare ourselves with the help of the Holy Spirit to perfect our character here on earth so where we can get rid of this critical spirit and be drawing closer to Jesus every day. So, Jim, can you tell us, help our listeners today, how can we begin this process? How can we draw closer to Jesus every day and gain victory over a critical spirit? It doesn't matter where we've been. It matters where we're going. And, and if we remember, today is the first day of the rest of our life. Today is the day of salvation. Today is the day that we make the most important decision that we've ever made. Today is the day that we can allow Jesus to make us more and more like himself. Mm. And I believe the process, no doubt in my mind, the process starts with spending time with the one that we love the most, and that's Jesus. Amen. And the one that we should love the most. If we don't now... We should love him when we realize what he has done for us. He's created us, he's redeemed us, and we have the choice to give ourselves to him. And what a beautiful choice that that is. And when we look at the big picture of things, when we give our life to Christ and totally allow him to change us into who he wants us to be and what he wants us to be, and as we follow him on this earth, completely follow him on this earth, when he returns, we're going to follow him right into eternity. And I look forward to that time. Amen. I do as well. And so you mentioned prayer being the way to begin this process. You know, I know for me, it's very hard. Sometimes it's very easy when I pray to think about others' faults and to change other people. And we've talked in the past about how important it is for God to have those changes begin in our own heart. And so... Jim, is it is it a is it a safe way to to pray that as we begin this process that we will ask God to to search our heart and see if we're building up people or if we're tearing them down or people in the church? I mean, wouldn't that be a great place to start a self examination? Yes, but you know, I prefer starting with uh, praise oh. to the Lord, and uh, you know, I can think of a, a few reasons why we should be praising the Lord. Uh, one is that we serve such an awesome God, and Amen. He's so worthy to be praised. Again, because He He created us and He redeemed us, that we should let Him know how much we appreciate what He's done for us. And then, yes. thirdly, I want to praise the Lord so that the enemy can hear me praising the Lord, that he can know that I praise the Lord, and that I want him to hear me praising our Heavenly Father and Jesus and the Holy Spirit for all of heaven that is working to save us. And I just uh, want the enemy to know that I want our God to be praised and that I want to praise him. Amen. And the Psalms are full of praises. You know, you can read the praises from God's word right back to him. And I love Psalms 150. And it starts with hallelujah to you, Lord. And a matter of fact, in my 
private devotion. I even raise my hands to the Lord, you know, and that's very biblical. So after we begin this process of praying and we begin giving our praises to God, what's the next step? Well, confession of sin is, is very important. And as we confess and present them to the Lord, uh, there's a, a verse in Isaiah 55:11, which I think is a key verse to everything that we can claim in Scripture. And it basically says that once God's word goes forth from his mouth, it will not return to him void, but it will accomplish what he pleases and prosper in the thing for which he sent it. Amen. And then First John chapter 1, verse 9, you know, this is after we have confessed our sins. You know, God's word already went forth. We just spoke about, well, Father, your word through your servant John says that if I confess my sins, you are faithful and just to forgive me of my sins and to cleanse me from all my unrighteousness. So I praise the Lord for all of that, for his forgiveness, for his mercy, for his yes. uh, justice, his faithfulness. But then, but then I, I'd like to, and not for, for the Lord's remembrance, but for mine, Father, you promised to cleanse me from all my unrighteousness. Mm. And, you know, it's a promise that he's made. His word already went forth. So as we seek that cleansing, and there's a, a, another verse in Isaiah 54, verse 17, the last part of 17, it says, As God's servants, our heritage is that our righteousness comes from him. So we are filled with God's righteousness. He cleanses us from all of our unrighteousness. And now we can claim this promise. Father, fill me with your righteousness. Amen. You know, Jim, I believe as we go through this process of prayer, I can only speak from my own personal experience. There may be some things that, um, no, let me rephrase that. There will be some things that, that God is going to, to bring to the surface that we may need to to deal with and, 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 and pray through and just to, to continue working through as we strive for that victory over a critical spirit. Amen. And like you mentioned earlier, you know, the Lord is trying to show us ourselves. Mm. We want to look at everybody else and see their faults. I look in a mirror. If I want to see somebody's faults or I want to criticize somebody, when I look in a the mirror, there's plenty to see. Mm. And the Lord is showing me step by step just a vision of uh, what our Heavenly Father may see when we look in a mirror. And I, I like to just dwell on, you know, when I look in a mirror, that my Heavenly Father looking back at me and sees Jesus. And that's basically where we are going to be. Eventually, we are going to be so faithful to the Lord that we are, are going to be able to be a reflection of him. Mm, praise and God. And I just praise God for that. Yes. So after we've spent time praising him in prayer, and then we've even uh, went through a process of, of confession, is there is there something else that we need to include in our prayer, Tom? Well, I, I see that, um, you know, I shared the verse in Isaiah that we're filled with his righteousness. Mm-hmm. And then James, the book of James, Chapter 5, verse 16, says the fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Mm. So, you know, then I feel safe to go to the Lord and, and say, Father, 
you know, I've confessed my sins. I'm filled with your righteousness. And your word says that the fervent prayers of a righteous man availeth much. That's the only time I know that that this can be fulfilled. I have never seen where a human being could be righteous except that time. And we have gone through the confession aspect. We've been emptied of our unrighteousness, filled with God's righteousness. Now, Father, these are my petitions, because your mm-hmm. word says that the fervent prayers of a righteous man avail much. And then I'll lay out my petitions. But I've also come to, to realize that there's two areas. In um, the book of Psalms, chapter 37, it says, Delight yourself in, this is verse 4, Delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. Amen. And then in verse 20, or chapter 21 of verse 2, says that, uh, and it's talking about David, both of these Psalms are written by David, and in 21 verse 2, David says, you've always given me the desires of my heart, and you have not withheld the request of my lips. Mm-hmm. So I claim the same thing, Father. And I look back at my life and say, Father, you've always given me the desires of my heart and the request of my lips. So I kind of divide my petitions. Matter of fact, in the front of my Bible, I have all of the desires of my heart. I wrote them out. And then as they're fulfilled, I just highlight them. And I got a lot of them highlighted. Amen. But then the, I, pre, I present the request on my lips, which yeah. are other petitions for for other people or other concerns. Praying for the pastors. I, I make that a subject of prayer constantly and their families. And for the people in the uh, different positions within the church and the local churches. You know, I just include that all in the petitions, uh, the request of my lips. We certainly have much to pray for, and I'm sure that you would agree with that, Jim, and our listeners would as well. And, uh, you know, there's a, there's a scripture in the Bible from Ephesians 3.20, and I've shared it in the past with our listeners, but it tells us that God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we can ask or think. And, uh, you know, as we do look at all the issues, we have we do have much to pray for. But I'm encouraged because God gives us promises that he will not only hear, but he will answer those prayers and it will give God glory. Yes. God's promises aren't like our promises. Our promises are like the a chain of sand. Yes. God's promises are the most solid of strength that there is of, of any material and and he's not slack concerning his promises. He will fulfill every promise that Amen. he has made. But, you know, many of us don't even realize that they are promises. And there's over 3,000 promises that God has made to his people. Praise God. That we can claim. Amen. And, uh, and that's why I'd like to claim the promise. But I use Isaiah 55:11 as a key text that uh, once your word goes forth from your mouth, it will not return to you void. It will accomplish Amen. what you please and prosper in the thing for which you sent it. And uh, and then I go into requesting whatever the promise is that is on my mind at the time. And, uh, you know, and we serve just such an awesome God that just Amen. wants to do so much for us. I mean, he sent his son for us. And, you know, how can, matter of fact, we're told that if he 
did not spare his son, how will he not also give us all the things that are good for us? Amen. Jim, this is hard to say, but we have run out of time for today, and these are wonderful thoughts. I hope that our listeners are encouraged. Thank you for joining us on Critically Speaking. Thank you, Jim, for being with us. It's great to be here. I'm Cindy Mercer, your host for Critically Speaking. Have a blessed day. If you would like more information about Critically Speaking, contact Free Angels Broadcasting Network at 618-627-4651 or email us through our website at 3abn.org. 